Mansfield 103.2, the home of great music and the home of legal eagles, where every fortnight we're joined by some of the best legal brains in the area to discuss a range of topics. I'm Tony Delahunty, and alongside this evening is Katie Ash from Banner Jones, who talk about employment law and the rights of a working parent. A very good evening, Katie. All right, it's cooling down a little bit now. Uh, uh, but one of the things that people are worried about all the time is in this great heat wave uh, that we've had, just what is the right sort of thing to wear and not wear? Oh, goodness. Well, obviously, um, as an employer, you're going to want to make sure you've got a, a policy about what people should be wearing in the office um, or in the factory or um, or elsewhere and, um, and should be prescriptive. Obviously, there are health and safety considerations depending on where you work, um, but also there's professional kind of you know the reputation of the business and how your employees appear to uh, to your customers and your clients so uh, James Brandon our producer over there wearing a pink leotard today I mean uh, beautiful uh, 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 that's not perhaps in keeping with our image but he looks cool enough <laughs> he does look cool um, in the sense that he might be um, cooler than he might be in his uh, proper office attire <laughs> but I'm not entirely sure I'd agree he's cool he might as well um, be out the gate very surely but, but I think uh, no I think um, a quiet word with uh, with him to say look this is inappropriate for so, uh, suppose you haven't workplace. got a standard you haven't set a standard it's not in your, your initial contract of employment yeah. etc and we, we get these heat waves which are pretty rare aren't they these sort of things they are that, yeah I mean uh, we've been really lucky it's that have some continuance yeah. you know uh, it'll be probably snowing next <laughs> week um, no but when you do get them is it worth issuing a, a statement to staff and saying uh, we've considered it we've, we, uh, with, with your own representative if they've got them or whatever and we've decided that this is a format that is acceptable to the company etc I think only if you only if you think it's, it's necessary I think most employees will not turn up in inappropriate clothing um you know flip-flops and and the like are, you know not sensible clothing and shoes and footwear to be wearing i think most people will take a sensible view and i think i deal with it on a sensitive case-by-case basis when someone was coming into the office wearing something that wasn't entirely appropriate so maybe having shoulders um showing or you know very skimpy shorts or something like well, that particularly with women <laughs> I, I mean we've got a couple of blokes here in very skimpy shorts and uh, <laughs> they almost look threatening and uh, i'm just thinking, uh, somebody was telling me that the sexual offenses act, the sexual offenses act and our producer is listening with interest now uh, allows you to take all your clothes off did you know that no he didn't he's, he's shaking his head you can actually um, there's a, 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 a one of the councillors in hothwaite it had to be hothwaite uh saying that he had complaints that a number of women were going around topless wow. in, in their gardens uh, and sunbathing and was that allowable so he, he ridiculously said he was getting a drone and he was going to try and get to the bottom of it but in reality um, the, the, the Sex Offences Act of 2003 actually says you know, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a crime to get your kids off but it is if it's threatening or, or, or worrying or something like that so you know the well, naturists can, they can get the whole They can, lot. yeah. But if anyone comes to work in my, uh, uh, it would be very threatening thinking of what some of them probably would look like with or without their kit. <laughs> but, but, but you can, you can overdo it and you can underdo it. Yeah. Uh, particularly worrying, I would have thought, with great respect for, for, for women uh, and men having to deal with women. Um, I think as long as you know it's dealt with sensitively and there is an explanation as to why something is deemed to be inappropriate and it's not dealt with in front of everyone else you know there's a quiet word um, just explaining why um, you know there's an image to be protected um, I think most people will 
respond to that if it's done properly, if it's done in the right manner, um, and and people are um, not embarrassed mm. in front of others. I think you know a quiet word, um, and you know um, it may even be that some of the staff do that for the managers. You know they they say oh. It's not the sort of thing we normally wear. Um, You've got to be careful of comments as well, haven't you? Because there you are, if it's screamed across the office, oh, cool, blimey, look what what he's (laughs) wearing. And somebody says, she or he looks like a a tramp or something like that. Wow, then you've got another situation. Well, you've got issues with dignity at work then, haven't you? You know, that's a legal term, that's an Mm. employment sort of term, but you definitely have because those those people will be made to feel... um, very embarrassed. Um, they um, will have a right to raise, you know, a complaint about that because they've been, you know, they might be treating that as some sort of um, hostility or intimidation or, um, you know, degrading in some way. And they're all terminologies that, you know, we as employment lawyers look at and say, well, actually, that could be bullying and harassment. Mm. Um, and if it's got a sexual connotation to it, it could be sexual harassment. And then that's kind of sex discrimination. So um, there's quite a lot to look out for and quite a lot to be um, yeah, keep, wary of, uh, we'll get keeping the, your uh, yeah, staff under control. And, uh, <laughs> cool down our heating, our, our heating or whatever, our central um, cooling system yeah. down in here because uh, I, I really dread what might happen. However, <laughs> now moving on to um, working parents' rights, we'll do that I- I- in a moment or two um, because, of course, one of the things that's coming up very shortly is the holidays. It is eight weeks of bliss or six weeks of bliss. One, what a wonderful life! Children <laughs> running around. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. Um, seriously, we're going to want, uh, ask you a little bit about that because there's obviously an important time, and some parents who are in full-time work or even part-time work get to a stage when they know the kids are going to be off in a few days or something like that and they start to worry about you know parental responsibility yeah. as well as employment responsibility and employees are beginning to wonder okay she or he has got a couple of kids they've got to look after um, how are they going to do their job so we're going to be asking you about that in just a minute. Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800. With me in the studio, Katie Ash from Banner Jones. You're listening to Legal Eagles. Uh, all of us have been trying to keep cool, but there's other ways of um, worrying about keeping cool. I, for instance, as, as a manager, know that, that I've got employees where they've got kids. Those kids are starting the holidays, yeah, yeah. and and, and, and mum or dad or whatever are beginning to get responsibilities that weren't there as much when the, the schools were acting as yeah. sort of gamekeepers during <laughs> the day or, or whatever you want to say. It, it can be a difficult time, can't it? It can, and, and I speak from experience myself. I've got a little girl, she's four, um, and in my team I've got another member of staff who's got um, a five-year-old, so we you know we find it very difficult to manage school holidays in, in quite a... You know, we've got a team of three um, Fiona's in my team and so we've got to manage being off and making sure that we're um, we're making sure we're covering the work so it is difficult um, from the employment side of things you know I I expect <laughs> that we have to cover the work you know we, we've got our childcare responsibilities but we've also got those issues with um, with being in the office um, and so you know quite lucky um, that we haven't got more people at this stage, you know, who've got children because that would cause me a real headache come August time um, and trying to work out who can have time off in the school holidays because obviously once you're at school, the cost of childcare is phenomenal. Um, I'm very lucky. I've got grandparents who um, 
I can call on to kind of help. Very important to be nice yeah, to very, nice very important. Isn't but it? you know, a lot of people don't have that. And certainly my colleague um who I work with, um, she doesn't have that. She has no support mm. around. So her and her husband have to split their annual leave. Wow. Um employers must have a problem with it as well because they've got to look down from a different height and say, What's going on? All right, you're you you've yeah. got a department which you've been able to allowed to yeah. sort it out yourselves yeah. but make sure the job's done. Yeah, and it's really important that employers make sure that they have the last say on on holiday being booked. So it's really important to set out what they expect employees to do in terms of booking their holiday and how much time might be allo- allowed to be taken and also that they are clear on the fact that they have the final say um, that they shouldn't be booking holidays um, until it's been approved by management because management have got to make sure that they're ensuring that the work is covered um, you know throughout what? the period in, in, when I was but a lad that was a long time ago before you were even a lass uh, <laughs> I, I was in North West we used to have up there Wake Suite you know, Wake Suite the works week I have my uh, unfortunately wakes it was called wakes okay wake it was called you you translated it into works week but that was because they assessed that people in their works in the mill or whatever they would close the mill yeah for two weeks and that's when you have your holidays well it still happens in Sheffield because uh, you are a bit behind the time (laughs) 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 because my husband works um, for a manufacturer and he's in maintenance so he has to have um, a two-week period when he has to go to work and everyone else. Ah, off. so the, he he has to have a different two weeks. Yeah, well, the yeah, factory he breaks it. down when yeah. when he because he's not there at the right time, <laughs> yeah. but he's there at the wrong. But time. they're there to do the preventative maintenance, so, so, that, so that still happens, and that's another consideration for employers. You know, do they need to be able to dictate when their employees should or shouldn't be at work? Um, you know, I'm sure it was quite easy then to manage time off when you were telling your employees everyone is not going to be in the building for the next two weeks go away um, on holiday and enjoy it and then we'll all come back together um, now suppose I'm going to walk down the alleyway after I've done this programme because mind, mind you at this time of night most people have gone up but uh, uh, tomorrow morning and in comes uh, one of the staff male it could easily be male because there are some men who look after kids as well you know perhaps not always as well <laughs> um, but, uh, and says to me look holidays are just starting didn't realise my husband's just been <laughs> he's been sent out to work in Ongo Bongo land for three or four weeks. I'm going to need to look after the kids a little bit. What flexibility rights are there? Well, in terms of um, booking holiday, unless they've booked the holiday, you have a right to say no. In terms of um, if it's an emergency and childcare has genuinely broken down... It is, because he's gone to Ongo Bongo. Yeah, but, um, you know, um, if that's a genuine emergency you could probably say he's allowed one to two days off unpaid um, to take care of the children and put alternative arrangements in place. But beyond that, that would be a matter between you and him and whether you allowed him to have it as unpaid leave or holiday pay, but you can expect him to be back in work and you wouldn't be um, at risk of um, a claim from him for treating him less favourably because he's gone off to look after his kids if you've given him that initial time. What if he said, no, I I need more time off than that? Can I I say, well, in that case, we're going to have to part company? Well, I think what you'd say is, I expect you to be in work on this day. And when and, he doesn't, and turn, he doesn't in. turn in, then you can deal with it as a as a disciplinary matter, and then you've got to go through a procedure. It's not, not just a happy, a ca- not a happy scenario. It's not. No, it's not good at all. Um, but you know, I think that individual needs to take some kind of stock as well and responsibility. And I know it's an emergency and it's all falling apart, but ultimately, you're only apply- obliged as an employer to give him one to two days to deal with that emergency breakdown in care. If it was expected 
you're not expected to give him that flexibility because you know if he knew that he was going to have problems that's a different kettle of fish and and I've, and I've advised um, employers in the past where we you know I remember one in particular who had exactly that every single holiday and um, the employee would say that childcare had broken down and we you know ultimately there was a pattern and we took that through a disciplinary and we said you know on balance we don't believe you mm. over the course of, of, of several holiday periods and what we felt was that she was just not putting in provision for childcare. Yeah. It was going to Ongo Bongo yeah. too often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> too many trips. Yeah. Uh, ACAS have guideline books on these type of things, don't they? They they're, do. They're, they're quite good on they that. They are. And I think um, you can ring them up as well. You can. You? There's an employment um, helpline for employers and one for employees. So, um, both um, can take advice and their website is full of a wealth of information um, and guidance on lots of different things like time off, um, like overtime, like holiday pay, like all sorts of things that you can have a look at. Um, for free, that service is free, it's, it's funded by the government so um, if you're unclear in the first instance then take advice. They can't give you actual legal advice but they can give you guidance. And which direction you might go in. I'm with Katie Ash from Banner Jones uh, Solicitors um, and you, you admitted a few minutes ago you've got a little girl. I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, so she's obviously been born um, <laughs> yes. so that, that's going to get me to the next topic you yeah. know that people who are single or yeah. are then married or yeah. single or married really and then suddenly they, they, they find maybe so they've been looking forward to immensely they're going to have a child yeah. you know uh, and dad says and he's got the one that's come back from Ongo Bongo <laughs> finally <laughs> yeah. he, he, he said yeah, I'd like a bit of time off as well to, to look at this new perfect individual yeah. that's just come into the world that will one day play football for England in about three <laughs> World Cups further on or something like that um, uh, uh, I want to know about the the rights that dads have to have a little bit of time off but we'll find out about that right after these Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800 so that delightful moment uh, as we see in films comes when one of you speaks to one of us uh, men and uh, our eyes over the candlelight meet and you say I've got something to tell you <laughs> and nine months later he or she or oh, several months later yeah. there's there's an arrival what rights have, first of all go through again the female rights I mean the Chinese used to have the baby in the paddy field put it in a basket and carry on pulling the rice <laughs> and that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, well things have improved much uh, in, in uh, China in, well here um, because you know even um, you know I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, before I had my daughter, uh, before I was in the employment law, I think the maximum amount was maybe nine or ten weeks maternity leave. Now, um, things have improved vastly. Um, women are entitled to up to 12 months off work. Um, Did you have 12 months? I had 11 months, yeah. No, and, came back uh, a bit early, did you? Uh, only because I was tempted to come back um, to a new role with Banner Jones. Um, so I'd, uh, I'd been offered the role with them, so I came back a little bit earlier, but I had planned to take 12 months. Well, you could have taken 12 months. I could have taken paid? 12 months. Uh, no, not unfortunately not for me. Um, in terms of uh, paid by my employer, um, the government do um, have a statutory maternity pay scheme. Uh, which is? Which is... Uh, Six weeks at 90% of your salary, mm -hmm. and then 33 weeks at the statutory rate, which I think at the minute is about £145 a week. Um, so you lost the major part so of it. So I did, yeah. And uh, and so that was a consideration for us when we were planning our family, because we had to save up to ensure that there was 
Yeah, but the you money also, there. You, you, I mean, you went back earlier, so you could have gone back earlier still. I could have done. Um, and so some people I, will be forced to. Some go. people are certainly forced to. Um, and uh, if you're lucky enough to have an employer who offers an enhanced maternity pay scheme, which is you know, what we call um, contractual maternity pay, um, then that enables you to be off for a bit longer. You know, a lot of um, a lot of practice, private sector employers in, do offer it, and certainly public sector employers do. Yeah, I, I, I know I look incredibly young, but I'm actually a granddad. Um, oh, wow. A very young granddad. <laughs> very. If, if you believe that, you believe anything. <laughs> uh, with two babies in the, in, in the family now. Granddad, grandma law is, comes in very importantly nowadays, doesn't it? It does. Without a grandma or a granddad to sort of look after the little one, where would we all be? Absolutely, and I can certainly vouch for that. My parents are fantastic um, and both have, re- have retired now so are able to, um, to pick up Preferably have a baby when they've retired. Yeah. When granddad and grandpa have retired, have your baby. Absolutely. So, yeah, so granddad retires at 65. You had, so that's encouraging a lot of people to have babies rather late. late but never mind, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll leave that. What about the dad's rights? So um, dads um, have a right to one or two weeks. They can't take two lots of one week. They only have a right to one or so, one or two weeks of paternity leave. So your daughter was born? In- yep. Um, him indoors get a week off. He had two weeks off, um, and then he had a week's holiday. He saved a week's holiday, so he was off he for three weeks. He got three weeks to he look did. after you and the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Is it um, enough? Is it enough? Probably not. To be fair, I um, well, you're whining a lot. I you? was a little bit. Yeah. yeah I um, see. It was a big shock to the system having a little person to oh, kind of keep alive. I can't, I can't imagine how wonderful <laughs> that, that, that must that must have been. It was amazing. He get paid for that. Didn't he he get... got he got a statutory amount for the first two weeks, which was paternity pay which is uh, about the same as maternity pay. Is that the same now? It is, yeah. Um, so it's the, the statutory rate I think is about £145 a game. Well you're a, a solicitor which means you earn far too much money and that sort of I thing. Um, uh, well, you studied hard enough to have the right to do it. Yeah, and, and it's a long time I imagine. It did. Uh, um, I'm time. not suggesting it took longer than anyone else in your case but it <laughs> took a, a, a long time. Supposing you are the main fee earner yep. as you might be the main yeah, income winner. earner inside yeah. a family. Yeah. Could a husband decide to, to to take your chunk of the money? Um, he can and he now. Said, yeah, become so, a home husband. Yeah, absolutely. The the government have introduced the concept of shared parental leave. So what can happen is, um, mum can serve notice to go back to work, and if she serves notice, dad can start taking some of her maternity leave and her maternity pay. Um, could be a wonderful lazy man. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think looking after a little infant could be. Oh, if you're right, exhausting. If got, yeah, but if you've got a granddad and grandma, grandma. there, uh, you're on the <laughs> golf. Uh, you could play golf every. Every day, uh, go on the beach, fishing. <laughs> uh, fantastic idea. Yeah, I don't think her in. Is there any listeners out there that managed to do that? Keep it going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, um, we do have this new. Um, I'm saying it's new. It's been in force about three or four years. Share parental leave. But not many people take it up um, because I think there's still um, probably a lot of men who are the main breadwinners in their families. Um, I think there's also, you know, mums. Um, want to spend that time bonding with their children. It's not just about um, giving birth maternity leave, it's about being able to recover from having given birth and, and, and adjusting to life with a child. So um, we've not seen so much take up with shared parents on leave. Um, and the government, I think, are quite disappointed because they've got a big ad campaign about it and they've got a website all about it because they want people um, to take advantage. But I think it's, it's not really that popular currently. In our today's world where we girls and all this sort of thing, I'm not referring to me being in we girls, or uh, ignore that remark, uh, there are more and more women who are, are, are equally earning, and, and rightly so. Yeah. 
what men are earning and therefore also yeah. in some roles are earning more. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's really something that people should look at, isn't it? It is, um, and it. You know, I know I've got a friend who um, is pregnant right now, and she's uh, she's decided that her and her husband are going to share the parental leave because he does get some paid leave so actually it's better for them because she doesn't so they're going to take advantage of the employers enhanced share parental leave scheme um so that he, he you know financially for their family well they will be better off but it means that she'll lose out on some of that time that she spent with their first child oh so um, sad so. but we'll find out what his golf handicap is in about 12 months time <laughs> we're gonna have more on the subject of employment law and, and what to do if you're not happy about something right after these Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles, brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors. Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800. You're listening to Legal Eagles on the subject today, employment law, and something that continually baffles me, and I'll be very interested to, to see what Katie uh, of Banner Jones Solicitor has to say about it. You and I have bantered away on this programme, haven't we? We have. A lot of fun... Uh, and I, I, I bet all over in workplaces, etc. There's banter going on at the moment. It's dangerous. It is. It so, is. You've yeah. got to choose your the person you're bantering with well. And yeah, but not only you've got to choose them well, you've got to choose the time when you banter with them. And another time, they may pick back on that time when you had the the bit of a joke with them, and actually say you were a reason why they may. Uh, not want to work at the firm, they feel threatened, goodness knows what. Do you get cases like that? We do, um, we do. Uh, it's really difficult because um, the law basically has a test um, for um, kind of bullying, har- harassment, if you like, and that's if you say something which is degrading or hostile or intimidating, and that's interpreted from the, the perspective of the person who's having it said to them. So well, let's try one and see difficult. what you think. If James is a... Uh, 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 He's a Derby County fan. Oh. Uh, has been, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, uh, well, well, we could ask whether what you've just done then, that hooey noise, was, was could be construed as some form of defamation or something, uh, referring to the fact that lift might not be at the top floor with James or something, <laughs> like, something like that. But if I was to suggest he was a, a loser, uh, as, of course, over the past few years, they have managed to be towards the end of each and every season. Uh, could that at some stage, could James at some stage, he's annoyed with me over uh, picking on him that his yeah. news was sounding a, a little bit like Fred Carno's army, uh, the, the norm. Uh, could, could he then say to me, I've been picking on him because of his, because of his affiliation to Derby County? Well, he can complain um, about anything that he considers to be a concern or a problem. Um, or a complaint so he can you know if he thinks they're things that are concerning to him he can complain about them if he puts them in writing you've got an obligation to deal with them as a grievance not you personally because you've made the comment so you you're completely out of the picture mm. we're going to get um craig in to uh, to make sure that he uh, deals with it as an investigation and someone else hears the disciplinary um hearing potentially and the grievance um so we're going to have def- definitely not you <laughs> let's say you worked here uh, perish the thought uh, because you'd be obviously yeah, picking us up left, left right and centre <laughs> but I mean you're a very attractive lass and I'm in trouble oh, now for saying you. that but uh, suppose you worked here and, and, and 
James said to me, it seems because we want to keep James as the one that's guilty in this. And James said to me, cool, blimey, she's what what we might say, a, a commonly gardener's expression, fit, hot, hot. I think a hot, hot is today is very warm. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't meaning it that way. Um, but if that was the case, could you uh, make the point that, uh, and hearing me going, yeah, as the yeah. managing director, could you make the point that when James is making what you regarded as perhaps an inappropriate mark, remark, because unlike what you really are, you're a shy, blushing violet uh, uh, who would never want to hear such remarks about yourself, could you say, and our manager never did anything to, to, to tell Absolutely, James to because, shut up? Yeah, because as an employer, you're... Uh, you're liable for his acts, um, so you're liable for the comments. I'm liable for him. Absolutely. Yeah, He's you under your control. Much longer. You may have an employment law. <laughs> <laughs> you may have an employment law. Um, and uh, and and then you're liable for the fact that you didn't um, deal with it. And uh, and so yeah, I could say I'm not working here anymore, and I'm off. Who's better off nowadays, the employer or the employee? For well, goodness' sake. Well, I think a well-managed business with employees who know what is and isn't acceptable is definitely get um, rid of the dross. <laughs> get all the dross out of him and then even like that. No, seriously, you got. That sounds like to me over the years there's developed a, a be more careful. Yes. Is yes. that right? Yeah, absolutely. The banter's not, shouldn't be there. Surely to goodness, in a, I mean, in a radio station, there's banter going on all over the place. Yeah, but it's it, there's banter and then there's um, offensive banter, isn't there, that people would not want to hear and not find... Um, you know, not find funny. But in some cases, doesn't the person choose to what what they found funny yesterday is uh, next week's grievance procedure onwards? Well, to and it does. It does. Well, dismissal. no, it does happen because you know when that person gets ultimately really hacked off about something quite innocuous. Sometimes they've stored up a diary of all the things that they've heard. They haven't complained about it before, and and then you might argue if you end up in tribunal or you end up in a dispute with them that actually it wasn't that bad at the time because had it been they would have complained about it at the time you know mm. so let's suppose you've got a genuine claim etc to mm -hmm. go and you've been through your grievance procedures you've been through your appeals within etc and you want to go to an employment tribunal they come along and see you at some stage yep. uh, it costs a fortune without even pay or used to because the fortune without even paying you a penny yeah. to get into a tribunal. And no wonder the, the number of uh, employment tribunal claims went zonk and nobody was able to go. But the, the government changed its mind, didn't it? Well, the Supreme Court well, changed absolutely, the government's mind yeah, and said, you naughty boys, yeah, you can't do this. Absolutely. And so, um, and so fees were abolished last autumn and we've seen a real upturn. The tribunal system is... Um, struggling with the amount of claims that have been issued. Well, because, they're paying the, overtime to people to work on Saturdays to turn it round. Yeah, well, they're... Judges uh, they're are asked to do one case while they're reading <laughs> another one on the other side. Yeah, I'll listen to well, you and I'll watch this other case over here. It's, um, it's interesting that for the first time in, in quite a number of years, they're recruiting uh, for full-time judges and part-time kind of fee-paid judges because they obviously realise that they've got too much too much work and they don't have capacity to deal with all the claims that are now coming through. Um, and your fees result. are getting more. You're getting lots more people <laughs> to see you, aren't you? Well, we are. You know, we're getting more people. But the employee up. needs to be protected, doesn't they? They do. Um, and and there wasn't a, re a fair right to justice. Somebody got a, somebody's just lost their job and they had to pay out all sorts of fees, not just to you. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think paying you, and I'm, I'm getting away from the, the, the jokes now, uh, probably can save an awful lot more money and be a lot more successful in the long run yep. than somebody trying to work for it themselves. That yes. doesn't mean you mustn't work for it yourself. You can do yeah, that. There absolutely. are ways of thinking. Yeah. Judge is supposed to lean over forwards or backwards or fall off his chair to try and help you. Yeah, But 
now that there hasn't got to be those fees, it gives a, a person a right to as near as they can justice. Absolutely. And and that was the whole issue with the, the Supreme Court decision, that, that it was preventing people getting access to justice, essentially. And there's, you know, there um, there was a, a remission system, but that wasn't working as well as um, the government had intended. And so the Supreme Court said, no, people are deterred from it bringing It even got claims. so much bonkers that somebody managed to get costs against an employer. Yeah. And the employer had to pay their costs. Now, those employers were able for a while afterwards to claim it back after the Supreme Court. Um, yeah. Well, they're, they're able to reclaim um, some of the fees that were paid out um, now um, where they were ordered to pay the fees. Because they were being paid. Yes. So they are um, they're able to, to reclaim those now. And there is a there's a whole system. And if, and if people have been affected by that, then they should um, go online. There's a whole web page that they can submit a claim for reimbursement. Okay. Always delighted to have you in here and, 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 and defend your profession, uh, which I think is uh, is one that can do an awful lot of good. Because uh, solicitors often criticised, but my goodness, that the money they can save sometimes by getting it right at the beginning is. Are you? Are they all? Uh, I, I think I met some of your colleagues. All as approachable as you. I think so. All with the same ridiculous sense of humour. <laughs> Don't know how ridiculous, but um, but yeah, I think we've got a lovely bunch of people um, at Banner Jones, and I've I feel very privileged to work there. Um, it's you know a really nice place, um, and we get great feedback, and we get ma- most of our work through recommendations of clients who've been really happy. So um, I think that speaks volumes about the people that we employ. Um, mm. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a great place to work, and um, and we don't you know. We do have a bit of banter, but we don't have inappropriate banter. Um, we have a laugh. We know how to, you know, not take ourselves too seriously. Um, and ultimately, we're all working to the same goal. And I think, you know, for a firm that's got, you know, 120 odd people um, over a number of different offices, that's, you know, a real. real finally, we, we refer to the pink leotard, James, <laughs> our producer, James Brandon, because of the hot weather. Uh, would you suggest to companies that that would be inappropriate? style um unless he's going to be taking part in some sort of gymnastic event definitely yeah or maybe being thrown in a duck pond. or a stag do yeah <laughs> so that's it the uh, uh, program was produced by wearing appropriate clothes i have to say uh mr james brandon of our newsroom uh, it's always lovely to see katie ash or anyone in fact from brandon jones or our other sisters we have frequently uh, on here hopkins um there'll be more uh, coming up on legal eagles over the next few weeks Katie, uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll let you take your swing costume. <laughs> <laughs> Always lovely to see you. Thank well, you very much. My name's, my name's Tony Delahunty, and uh, I was wearing top hat and tails. Have a great summer. Bye-bye. Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles, brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors. Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800.